Hello and welcome to another episode of Musing Marauders, a survivor podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alejandro, joined here as always with my amazing co-hosts, Mikey and Matt. How are y'all today? Doing well. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great. Ready to talk about the first episode of the season. Yes, indeed. A 90-minute episode this week to start off the premiere. And if you watched it twice like I did, it was significantly longer. Twice as long, actually. (laughs) Well, there we go. We've got a thorough mat. (laughs) How are we feeling about this 90 minutes? I mean, for the first episode, it makes sense because we are being introduced to a lot of people. We're trying to get Mm -hmm. people's personalities and how they jive. There was a lot of... uh, I don't want to say drama, but drama and trauma this first episode, which we can get into. But it, it was a it was a fun episode. I'm very curious as how the rest of the season is going to go from here. I'm so happy they brought back the like boat start, you know, I love it. And I know we can't do the supplies and everything because we've switched over to a more rugged and more real survivor experience. But I love the boat. I love watching them all do challenges immediately. I liked, always liked the boat too. I liked when they had to scramble for supplies, except for when they would like almost drown the chickens. That always, that always uh, stressed me out. Um, But yeah, no, I like, I like it starting on a boat too. I concur. So let us dive right in into the episode then. So we do start off with uh, Jeff being your regular probst host, introducing everyone. Um, The first person we hear any audio from and the first person to talk on this season of survivor was drew well the first thing he said was i'm like probably the smartest person who's ever been on survivor which i'm glad we didn't see more of him because i he he actually did not rub me as much of the wrong way as i thought he was going to so he's totally fine but that was his moment for me. You get it, Drew. Well, I think this season could be called Survivor 45, overconfident and overexcited. Like, the, I, this mm-hmm. whole cast is the the excitement on the boat, the the crying, the crying. I was like, wow, this they were hyped up. I don't know what they ate before they came on, but they and the, the, all of them, every single person is so overconfident. Oh, except for Hannah. Hannah's not Oh, excited. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, excited. so funny. Watching the second watch and, like, the first thing we hear out of Hannah's mouth is how hard it is. And it's so much harder than you think. And, like, on a second watch, I was like, oh, okay. So she knew immediately. Yeah. yeah. She was like, I am not here for this, which is very, I mean, telling with what happens at the end. But, but yeah. Um, we got, like, a lot of... I think we have about five people do, do like an introduction of some sort. So we have like Drew, Katura, Emily, Sifu, and Jake and D and Brandon all chatting um, beforehand, which is very interesting. I will say out of all of those like introductions of people talking about their backgrounds and stuff, for some reason, I think like I'm getting more on the Jake boat. I'm loving his whole vibe just to see the house that he like lives in with his grandmother. I'm like, okay, you're not like some snooty uh, uh, Boston kind of dude. You're like super chill and fun, which later on Katura plays into. But um, he has a it- pink room. He has a pink bedroom. <laughs> Bless his heart. In our previous pod, we were saying like, oh, he lives with his 85 grandma, 85 year old grandma. That's not like, a, oh, you're trying to save money. That's like you're taking care of her. It's like, oh, no, I, 
Jake seems lovely, but it clearly is a, like, I'm going to save some money by living with my grandma. Yep, 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 yep. Also, Emily, in her little voiceover, says she either wants to win or go home first. <laughs> Which yes. I thought was going to lead into something at the end. I was like, oh, that's why they insisted on that being there. But, whew, that one. I went, I went on a roller coaster ride with her <laughs> this entire episode. <laughs> I will say this about Emily. She makes good TV. She does mm-hmm. not make a good Survivor player because you can't come in strong like that because then nobody wants to play with you. And we saw throughout the episode, she is just rubbing her tribe the wrong way. I think she, like, and we'll talk about this as once yeah. we get to the camps, but I think she's, unfortunately for her, she's just on the wrong tribe. I think that if she was on... Bello, even like she calls Bruce out. We're at the beginning. She calls Bruce out real quick, which is kind of what I said about Bruce. I said, I this could be a problem for Bruce. You know, Bruce comes in and he says, you know, oh, I don't have any experience. Like where we're at right now is as far as I got, although he kind of goes back on that a little bit later. Yeah. But um, I mean, she kind of says what I was kind of thinking is that like he could still come in being overconfident like there's an air about you that like you have actually been here before though um i kind of liked that she did that i i thought that was i thought that was gutsy and i think that if she was on if she was on a tribe with him it would be beneficial for her i think she would be able to rally the troops against him um i but i i just unfortunately for her she's on the wrong tribe they're they're never gonna follow that kind of leader not at all That's just a little intro to the contestants for this season, because then we start off with the first, I don't want to, I guess I'd call it a challenge um, of this season. And I, one, I just got to say, and Mikey touched on this um, at the beginning about how people were crying when they got on the boat. At first, my initial reaction was like, okay, this is a lot. Um, But then I was like, no, for a lot of these people, it's their dream to be on Survivor, get on the boat, being there. You are excited. I understood. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. It's endearing. And it's just like like people's dreams are coming true. The constant crying throughout the episode kind of made that uh, kind of made the endearing quality diminish a little bit because I was like, okay, we we have to stop. It was, it's a lot. And we'll get there, especially when we talk more about Brandon and his Get this off my screen. I don't want them crying (laughs) when they get on the boat. Absolutely not. I do not want it. I don't care how excited you are. I don't care. Stop crying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, every, also keep in mind, uh, on the, like, the boats that the mini boats that they get to get onto the boats, they cannot talk to each other. They officially cannot start speaking to one another or in general until the game has officially started. So until they're on that boat and Jeff says hello. So wherever they leave, I guess since they film in Fiji, wherever they leave the hotel or where they keep the contestants before shipping everyone out, they are on what's called ice, like no talking, nothing. So that nervous energy, that excitement, that paranoia, all of it hits at that same time you're arriving to the island. So it's like, I get it, but I'm I'm kind of with Mikey where it was this, this particular episode, it was just a lot because I understand, but I'm like, the, calm down. But yeah, so back to the, I'm trying to remember, it was a three-stage challenge because there are six people on each tribe. Two people have to do specific parts of the challenge. The first one, they jump out into the water. 
Is that right? So no, no. they started with pulling the the rope out of the cages. That's what it was. And then they jumped out of the boat and had to row and then get back. And then, and then they had to climb the up poles. the ladder. And then yeah, use the stick to get the key or the flint off of the spring, which. Mm-hmm. Of course, led us to our first kind of dramatic moment of the episode with Brandon not able to get out of the water. Yeah. And there, what was interesting, too, was that they killed that row. It was Brandon and Sean really mm-hmm. picked up a lot of, they made mm-hmm. up a lot of time because I think they went in second into the water. The first the first round, um, the first little heat of getting the logs, it seemed like it was, I call him Ozzy Jr., that's not his Austin. name. Austin. Austin for the rebound. Austin. I call him Ozzy Jr. He just like reminds me so much of Ozzy. But so Austin and whoever he was partnered with, they went Sifu. through it quick. Sifu. They killed it. And then um, and then Yellow was right behind. And then but they made they made up so much time and they got there. And Sean seemed to get up that ladder real quick. And Brandon just like, man, couldn't get up there. I don't know. I'm torn because i know you know months beforehand you got cast on the show and to not prepare at least physically if you think you're going to go and do a social game to not prepare even a little bit seems like not the best choice because uh, even Carson on last season, he was like, yeah, I put on like, what, 20, 25 mm-hmm. pounds just knowing that I would lose it. So it's like you have to prepare mentally and physically beforehand. And I put I put like, what? where was your conditioning, dude? Like, I mean, you don't have to turn into, a, you know, an MMA fighter or anything. I don't know why I said MMA fighter, but <laughs> CrossFit <laughs> is what I was thinking. You don't have to turn into a CrossFit champion, but like. Some conditioning, man. You got to get your endurance. You got to be able to lift your own body weight. I mean, that's all that was. Well, he also burned himself out swimming. I mean, I I think that had more to do with it is he went swimming really hard, which if you're not a swimmer and you try to sprint Mm. swimming... You're not going to be able to breathe. Your arms are going to be jelly. I'm going to say this, too, because I we were all texting during the, the episode. But you all were like, why did Sean not help him up? Sean's a tiny guy. Like, I I mean, he, sure, maybe he should have went over there right away and and helped him. But I mean, I like this is so much on Brandon. I hate to say it like 100 percent. The only reason I said, why did Sean not help is because when Sean got back to his tribe, they were like, go help over. him. Yeah. Like, which I get it. There's nothing he could do. But so much of Survivor is optics of like, yeah. do you want to be the person who leaves your teammate behind, even if the only thing you could do is say, we need to keep going? You know, and he did t- yeah. to his credit. And I'm, yeah. I need to apologize, I feel like, to Sean. Sean was not nearly the... Uh, I almost said terrible person. Sean, I never thought you were a terrible person. Sean was not the person that I thought he was going to be. I should say the player I thought he was going to be coming in. And I apologize, Sean. I know you're listening. Uh, well, you're one <laughs> of those 13. To piggyback off of that a little bit, I feel like I saw a meme on Twitter where it's like everything happening. And then there's a picture of Sean and it's like, I'm here too, where it's, everything on that tribe you're like everyone is being so big and getting so much screen time and then there's sean just right there but i think that's gonna work for him i think that's gonna work in his favor honestly like he's shown himself to be a decent player um at the chat i mean at the challenges that's all we have to go on because emily's the only one who wants to gameplay at this point so like i don't know i i sean i think might be a little bit of a dark horse i don't know 
Sean is also playing this game because the first thing that he did when Sabia and Caleb came back was go up to her, pull her away and say, hey, Emily thinks you guys took an advantage. Like he's I we're yes, we're seeing a lot of screen time of the people who are kind of the almost people we love to hate. And Mm. I, I think Sean's actually starting some gameplay pretty early in a way that isn't too aggressive and isn't too threatening, which I think is very smart. Something else about when we're in the challenge, because obviously Brandon and Brandon really pulled them down. But I did notice, too, is that Emily figured out how to use that spiral thing real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that this team really needs to think about this tribe is who's going to help them potentially win challenges. And I do think that Emily could not just is Emily not going to drag them down like it looks like Brandon's going to, but I think she's actually a help to this team in challenges. And and I hope they're I hope they see that. Um, but maybe she is that unbearable <laughs> to I live like with. They, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they see her potential, but with Survivor, it's a game of trust. If someone who is going around talking about everybody behind their back or trying to like sow distrust, it's not someone you want to take long term yeah. into the game or even into a swap or merge. So after Reba wins the Flint, it is up to the Lulu and the Bellow tribe to choose two people to do the Sweat versus Savvy challenge, um, which we've already mentioned. Jake and Brando do it for Bellow and... Uh, we have Sabaya and Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, do it for the Lulu tribe. Um, as we mentioned before, it was the first. It was one something different. It was a challenge. It was either the first one to win gets it. You have to do both sweat and savvy, and the first person gets their supplies or at least the flint. Um, and they both lost. And as we mentioned, it was a first time in Survivor history since the Sweat and Savvy was introduced that the tribe did not win. Yeah. And I think what what killed them is that they all took a long time with the sweat part because it was literally just lifting logs back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. Jake seemed to be just throwing things. I think we talked about it. I think he does CrossFit or, or something like that. Or is Iron Man? I don't know. Um, but he he was like throwing the end. Brando, I mean, skin and bones. Little tiny oh. skin and bones, Brando. Uh, and then Sabaya and Caleb, they they do fine. They do a little yeah. portion on um, Sabaya is like talking herself up. But then what happens is because they're also on a timer, they just, they run out of time. Like not, they don't have any time to do this puzzle. And so I think maybe it would have been beneficial to like just have them do it against each other. Like one team wins versus like, both teams could win. Both teams could lose. Because um, I thought it was a little bit of a wah-wah <laughs> when neither one of them won. <laughs> that particular puzzle is if you don't know how to do it, you don't know how to do it. Like, that's kind of it. And I, I wonder if there was a lot of time of them kind of standing around not knowing what to do. And that just got condensed. Because the um the Reba tribe was ahead of schedule. Like, they, they finished in under the allotted hour to do the logs. By the design of the game, they should have had plenty of time to do the puzzle. And I wonder how much of that was just they didn't know what to do. And just just for clarity, the Bellow tribe. Reba won. Um, the oh, pardon me. The Bellow tribe. Reba yeah. wasn't there, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was interesting. It's definitely like, I wrote too, I was like, Emily's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting so her to be so accusatory. It's like, oh, they both volunteered. They both did all. It's like, oh. This is, but I think this was predetermined. I think she's watched the show a lot, clearly. And so she was like, 
anytime someone comes back with nothing, quote unquote, nothing, they're hiding something. That is what she has decided in her her crazy, crazy brain. Um, and then I was then then they came back with nothing, but they like just legitimately came back with nothing. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. So after that, we get the introductions. We get a little bit of time with each of the different camps. We first start with the uh, Bellow tribe where we see Bruce contradict himself and introduce this weird, fun uncle vibe, which everyone on that tribe is not not having. Mm -mm. Nope, they're not into it. But it's during this moment that I'm pretty sure we have the confessional from Katora where she's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm a lawyer. And then we find she's like, well, I know Jake is a new one and I'm going to prey on that and have you talk about being a lawyer while getting the target off myself. I was like, "Ooh, I hate that you're putting Jake in trouble, but I love your thinking. She killed me. She was like, Jake is a new lawyer. All he wants to talk about is being a lawyer. (laughs) The moment where he says he's, she says, "Oh, you're a, a district attorney, he goes, assistant," and she goes, "Assistant." It's I don't know why it was edited so well. I loved it. I like she her. I a, didn't really have anything yeah, like on her, her beforehand. She seems fun. I like her a lot. I think she's my she's my sleeper pick. I think she's like she's, I I think she's super smart. I she cracked me up, and also I think she sees the girls' alliance as having flaws. Listen, I think that alliances that are based on things like like gender or you know random stuff like that, I I think they always have flaws. I think she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go with this, sure. And she's just she's a little chameleon, um, and I'm I'm excited to see what she'll do. But she had me cracking up. She's like, I don't I don't know a lot of lawyers. <laughs> Yeah, almost, almost a little too far. I'm <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just, I'm just a, a country. What'd she say? A front desk manager. <laughs> oh man! And so then we also head over to the Lulu tribe for a little bit, where we just get more Emily. Uh, we get more Sean. Some of more screen time Sean will get this episode. Uh, which is very interesting. And I called this. So this is while uh, Sabaya and Caleb are still doing the sweat versus savvy challenge. And I literally was like, I bet you they don't know how to do the shelter because I think Sabaya is going to be the one who will know the better idea of how to start it. And lo and behold, when Sabaya is back, she's like, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. And then everyone's like, great. We don't know what to do. Yeah, they were they were sweeping the dirt. Like they, someone was sweeping the dirt. I also we got that scene with Brandon and Hannah, um, where they were. I oh my gosh, there's so much energy happening here. And also, I actually wrote down Hannah's more annoying to me than Emily. Like Hannah annoyed me more because hmm. Hannah was so like up and down with her emotion. Isn't she a counselor? Yeah, yes, yeah, she. I is. believe she is a counselor. Yep. I was just like, she drove me insane. Um, And at this point while watching it, I was like, I think Lulu's going to lose. They are clearly incredibly dysfunctional. Um, And I was like, they have to get rid of Brandon. That was my whole thing. Because also Brandon had to get seen by medical. He came Mm -hmm. back and like kept saying like, I'm just going to sit down for a minute. I'm like, he's a liability to your team. And I wrote to you guys, I was like, I'm worried for his safety also. <laughs> like yeah. he's having a real rough time. So, uh, um, well, he did have that panic attack earlier as well. So physically and mentally it's, it's having a rough first day. Yeah. And I, I also said that I wrote down Brandon and Hannah need to stop talking and start working. 
Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of them, just like, because you said Sabaya comes back and kind of knows what to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like she didn't really know what to do either. She was just willing to start doing something. And I think yeah. everyone on that tribe was kind of just waiting for someone to tell them the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It, okay, that's fine. You guys don't have a clear leader. Just start making some choices, please. Mm-hmm. The main reason I would never want to go on Survivor is the rain. Is I oh, would yeah. never want to be caught in that rain. And, like, the idea of just not even trying to build some sort of protection from the elements boggles my mind. I mean, it's a lot you're going through. I have written down, it's, like, it's the first day slash first episode jitters, so everyone's, like, what to do. Because I feel like that's why Sifu is kind of show-offy, the, some of the clips that we get from him before being on the team, because he's just big and everyone. I feel like it's the first day jitters, like first day of school type of vibes. It's just funny compared to what we thought this Lulu tribe was going to be during our prediction episode, and to see just how much of a mess they are. Like, yeah. we thought they were going to be quirky and characters and an interesting and at least entertaining tribe. They make for good TV, but not in the way that we thought at all. No, and they give us some gems to, like, their talk about the pyramids. Oh, and- <laughs> Oh, my God. The ancient <laughs> alien stuff. The aliens. It was aliens, and they, they make more sense for, what were they saying about the tombs? Oh, the, oh they- they're batteries. Oh. They're giant batteries. The batteries. <laughs> because the pyramid structure collects the energy from vortexes. That's not on the show. I just know that from associates I have. <laughs> <laughs> Matt used to frequent Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, this is the one time in the show I was on Emily's side though. I was like, yeah, if everyone was there sitting about a- talking about ancient aliens, I would also just be like, well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sabaya has also commented that Emily's just very negative because Sabaya is clearly the the leader of this group because she did exactly what you were saying, Matt. She came in and she was like, guys, this is what we have to do, and she you know rallied the troops. Whereas Emily was probably just walking around you know bitching and moaning for uh-huh. however long they were gone. Um, so yeah, so there's such friction and also such just cuckoo bananas happening on this tribe. Well, and going back to what you said a second ago, Mikey, of how Hannah would actually be like more emotionally draining because at least Emily, that's it. It's like Emily's not, nothing's going to be good enough. That's fine. That's Emily. But like having a person on your tribe that needs to be constantly lifted up just so Mm. they can do their part is way yeah. more draining than the one person who's just like, you all suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah, so jumping over to the Reba tribe, that's pretty much all we got from the- Lulu. Yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah, so Reba, we have Tony-isms happening Ugh. with the, the stupid spy caves or whatever they're called. <laughs> And he's uh, they are spying huts? on It's a huts. spy hut. Spy huts. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, so Sifu's looking for idols. He wants to find an idol. But in the meantime, he's also spying on everything. And D catches him because D also wants to play like Tony. So we got a bunch of little Tonys over there on the Reba McIntyre tribe. Uh, so I love this thing that always happens in the first episode where someone is like, okay, so I'm going to go off over here. No one's going to know that I'm looking for an idol. And then it immediately cuts to, where's that person? Oh, they're looking for an idol. You can never get away with it. But 
Austin seems to have gotten away with it though, because he used he used Sifu as a complete shield. Like they were so focused on like Sifu's out doing that. They didn't even notice that yeah. little Ozzy 2.0 was literally running around finding a beware advantage. Well, also I feel like he learned from Sifu at least, where her I feel like Sifu was being obvious about it because there are ways you can be obvious and non-obvious about going somewhere and looking mm-hmm. for an idol, I assume. So, like, I don't know. I feel like if he was aware enough, he would have been like, oh, Sifu's being too big of a deal. Uh, I'm not going to try and do something obvious. But yeah, we'll see. It's so much luck, too, with finding these random things. Like, I, I really do oh think God. you just have to be, like, standing somewhere and happen to be in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, but he finds the beware advantage, and it says... Um, he doesn't get a vote until he finds the idol. The riddle gives, if he solves the riddle on their tribe banner, then he gets a clue to the idol. And then once he has the idol, then he can vote again. Okay. (laughs) Thank God it is not the one from the previous seasons where they have to say a stupid phrase at the challenge. I do have to say, I'm sorry. The first season they brought that was fucking hilarious. I thought it was so funny, so wild. It's something you can never repeat. And I get why they brought it back the second time because they filmed Survivor back it to was, back. So that, but it was so funny. It was. It so was just funny so funny. But you can never do it again after that, like ever. But it was still to me just so funny. I loved it. So did we have anything else with Reba besides uh, Sifu's spy huts and Austin found the beware advantage? That was it. Um, yeah. They don't. Reba does not get a lot of coverage this episode because they do well yeah, in both safe. challenges, and like there's a lot, a lot of time on Lulu. <laughs> oh, we also learned that Drew writes poetry. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes, we did. I'm like we did. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. We did. I I did not expect Drew to be the one who's giving me the uh, frat boy vibes, but yeah. clearly, yep. Let's move on into the challenge. We have your typical really big multi-leg first episode immunity challenge for the tribes. And it was very similar to most challenges where I think this one is you have to climb under the mud hut. Everyone's got to go through. Once everyone's on the mat, then you is that where you do the wall of humans to try and get up. Mm -hmm. And then from there, everyone's up. Then they have a big puzzle to do. Yep. Standard survivor here. Um, Yep. Which was good. I think I think that's good. I did write, um, there's a lot of mud, and I wrote, Brandon mm-hmm. and Hannah are going to hate this. <laughs> they don't I... seem like mud dwellers to me. I Now, granted, that mud looked gross, too. It was like that gray, thick mud. Um, not to, like, invoke Burning Man again, but it, like, reminded me of, like, everything I saw, the Burning Man mud from this year. <laughs> it reminded Just... me of when it rains at Burning Man, too. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's correct. <laughs> Just like thick and gross. Um, but the first and the first two tribes who win get immunity. Um mm-hmm. and right out of the bat, Lulu, no athleticism from yeah. really anyone. Yeah, like, I was surprised. No one really delivered on that. They were okay. Some of them were okay, but like if they were on, it was like the reason why Caleb and Sabaya look good on their tribe is because of the tribe they're on. If they were yeah. on a different tribe, it would be like, ooh, those they're a little rough. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> poor Lulu. Yeah. Matt made the comment to me. It's like, are they throwing this challenge? Like, that's how poorly they were doing. Well, Hannah might have been. <laughs> She might have, but yeah, that, it wasn't it was, just a one-person challenge. It wasn't just a one-person no. challenge. 
I don't think Brandon did too poorly in this challenge. I mean, he later on he fell on the wall and that's a big thing. But like, I, I do think like the mud crawling was fine. I think he fell during the wall, but he did try to keep going. I mean, did he though? This is my problem with Brandon. I think he gives up. He did it with the he he would not try with that ladder. What it was it he like he just was like I can't do it. I can't do it. Which maybe he couldn't, but at least like show that you're trying. When he fell on that wall, he laid on the ground. I was like. Unless you physically cannot move, unless you have blacked out, you need to be at least showing that you are trying to get back up. I mean, Propes, I think, yelled at him and was like, come on, Brandon, get up. Like, Propes yeah, was over it, too. That one wild edit. Brandon falls down the wall on his neck. He lands on his head. And Jeff Propes is like, dig through it, buddy. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, all of Jeff's comments on this challenge, even when they finally got up, Jeff's comments of, they made it. It's not going to matter, but they made it up. (laughs) I love when probes get sassy. I love when probes get sassy. Um, Uh, I wrote Brandon may die while we were watching. I was like, Brandon may die. I know. I don't think that will happen. There's a lot of medical teams, but like, oh, I mean, I think he seems like a very good nice person uh he's clearly so enthusiastic and he is so excited to be there i just yeah this goes back to like the minute you get that not even the minute you call the minute you apply you better start like at least walking around the block a couple times a day you know going to the gym getting yourself the listener can't can't see but i'm looking at alejandro because he applied and does not go to the gym if i get on i would work out for shush shush i think you should start now listen if you don't start now then i we're gonna do this podcast and be like alejandro didn't condition enough (laughs) 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 um but yeah so Uh, so uh reba reba's real reba's strong reba is a good strong, and they come in second but they still showed like they're a strong tribe and Bella won, Reba came in second, and no one was surprised. No No. one. I literally wrote down, oh no, Brandon, but in a bad way. We don't see everything that has been happening and of him trying to get up or whatever, but the way they cut everything together, like, I feel bad. And I'm one of the ones who, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, where I understand where he's coming from, I get the hype and I get the worry sometimes, uh... But this is just, it's a constant flow. And I think the mental strain is getting to him as well. Because mm-hmm. after this, we get information where it's like, my acid reflux, I'm in physical pain, I can't sleep. Like, there's just so much that you're going through. And then knowing that the pressure is on you to try and win immunity for your tribe so you can stay safe. But again, I I still am like, oh, Brandon. And to that point, the second he gets back to camp, he's playing paranoid and thinks he's getting voted out. He says he's going to play the shot in the dark. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, Caleb said it in his confessional of, you do not trust me that I'm not, that what we're saying is real. So he's now not a physical asset. He's not playing a social game that's beneficial to anyone else. I get why his name was very seriously considered, like immediately at that point. If I was on this tribe, I would have been like, we have to get rid of, we have to let him go. They lose and you get more of what is happening in Brandon's mind and then in Hannah's mind. And then also just like Emily doing her thing of of talking and chatting and scheming and trying to get like, I like that people are trying to do gameplay early on, but it's just, she has no self-awareness. Like 
zero self-awareness of how she's coming across to everyone on her tribe. To me, even though she does say it in a confessional, it's like, I know no one likes me or something like that where like everyone's stupid or whatever. But it's, if you come to Survivor, you know you're going to have to put up with a lot and you're going to have to be fake most of the time and not show your true colors unless Mm -hmm. you can play that villain role well. And she just, she's just playing Emily and it's not working. The the move she made by going to Hannah and Brandon to say, hey, these two are, they're starting to team up together. Like, we got to separate that. I don't think that was a horrible move. I But to your point, she has not played to lead up to that move. She had played up to going to Sabaya and Caleb and saying, I know you don't like me. Like, but Brandon's going to Brandon is going to tear us down. We are never going to get anywhere with him. He is honestly and I hate to say this, he's kind of dead weight on your on our team. Like I think that's what she had been playing up to. But I think because of of who she is and the job that she has, she did not like seeing people that were in a higher position of power per se than she was and she wanted to tear them down. Yeah. And the optics were not the best when she's like, oh, the two people of color on her tribe, look at them ganging up together. One, they just so happen to do the sweat and savvy challenge together. And then you feel on the outs, which again, I to your point, Mikey, it's like trying to play up and strategize and get all this. But like you got those optics are not good right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's not thinking about that. No, but I feel like it definitely was alluded to at Tribal. How so? Do you think so? Yeah, I think, I don't know if we got the full conversation, but when Sabaya was like, you are grouping us together, Mm -hmm, like, we're not mm -hmm. doing that, you're doing that. She did. She Mm -hmm. did say that. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's transition over to Tribal. I also wrote, no one knows who they're voting for. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, I don't think anyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. (laughs) The whiplash we got of the Lulu tribe, this tribe is a mess. They are giving me major uh, Luzon vibes, which is the brain tribe from Kagayan, which had Cass, Spencer, Tasha. Yeah. I feel like they're not going to win a lot of challenges unless either they can get morale up or... I don't know, but it's it's not looking good, and they're giving me Lazan vibes for sure. Yeah, and I wrote in this. Well, Emily said that she is a weird, aggressive version of herself. I think this is you. I I don't I don't think this is. I listen, girl, you're being authentic. Like you're giving us your real self. Yeah. But I also wrote Sabias stays so level headed through this entire thing, and that's something we commented about when we did our cast breakdown. And I, that's going to be so helpful for her. Um, I think it's going to be a huge part of her game, just how, how just chill she is. Um, and I think the only way, the only way that this tribe is going to get better is if Emily and Sabaya can maybe come to some sort of term, even if it's like, Hey, we don't like each other, but this is how we have to operate moving forward. Do I think that Emily will ever agree to that? No, but I think that that's, that's the key to them having more success than they're having now or any success at all. Nowhere to go but up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, I have a question for you. What are your thoughts um, on Sabai, especially with what Mikey was saying? I think she's great. I do think maybe this is just the elephant in the room for me. I think she's physically underperforming a little bit. Yeah. I expected more from her physically. 
Um, I do think she's playing very smart and is saying very level-headed, and which I think because she's not playing as hard physically, I don't necessarily see her having a giant target on her back, especially for the people who aren't on her tribe and don't know, oh, you have a Marine background. Like, cause that would be the thing that would put the target for my mind is, oh, you, mm. you can, you've gone through all this training. You're going to be really strong. Yeah. I think she's doing great. Um, one thing I want to bring up before we like actually really dive into tribal, Caleb is not getting to play his, uh, villain edit that he wanted because <laughs> he's on Emily's That's team. Right. Oh Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. He's I and I don't think he should. I don't think he should play the villain. I hope he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I like Caleb. Caleb seems like he seems like a nice guy. He seems he's hardworking. Um, he's a bit intuitive as well. Like he talks, is it him or Sabaya that wants to go with Brandon? Oh, Caleb. Caleb is the one. Yeah, and I like I listen, I'm on team Caleb on this one because if I was on the tribe, I'd be like, we just sucked at two challenges. And there was one person that was a big reason for that. And I would be, I was like, yes, Emily's annoying. Yes, but we got to win a challenge. We have to win a challenge. Um... So I, I like Caleb. I hope he doesn't try to do this villain thing. I don't think it will work for him. Emily's too much of a villain. <laughs> Emily's yeah. villain shadow is too large. Um. Oh, and Brandon makes a comment that he should stay because he's funny. I need you to give me more. I'm so I'm not a Brandon hater. Like I said, I think he he seems like a very I just don't think he prepared. I think he sees, you know, he's played a lot of these Survivor. Has he done um Alejandro, has he done, like, the games that you do, like, the physical games? I don't know if he's done a live game. I just know of him through the online games. So, that, so maybe yeah. he, maybe his mindset was, like, I've done all these online games. I know the, I know that social strategy. I don't have to worry about, I, I can't imagine he was, like, I don't have to worry about it, but maybe he's no, just. No, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, we don't know what he's thinking and unless we ask him directly, but, like. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know. I would just, if someone said, like, oh, I should stay because I'm funny, a part of me, if I was sitting there, I'd be like... Well, to go off of that a little bit, not to the funny thing, but, like, there is certain looks that Sabaya makes when talking with Brandon where it's like, no, you need to stay. And I think having a majority and having people you can trust is so necessary, but also nice early on in the game where if something happens later on and there's a swap before merge or something, if you know that someone is on your side, you'd rather pick people you can trust and know that you can lose knowing that at least there is a hierarchy in the, your current tribe and that you are safe, but you also have numbers with you. But why not say that? Why not say that when the questions asked you of like, hey, listen, I'm super loyal and like I'm going to keep trying. I think that I've already I formed some really good bonds here. I, I think we could have a good thing going and I'm here to like contribute as best I can. Why not say that instead of like, well, I make I've made people laugh. You could add, you could sprinkle know, that yeah. in if you want. I don't know. It just it caught me a little off guard because I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Valid. <laughs> Brandon, valid. That Brandon, could be he you. doesn't know why they should keep him there. Oh, that's, from this conversation, that's, yeah. that's kind yeah. of my takeaway is I think he genuinely thinks he is the right person to vote home for that tribe to survive. And with whatever's going on with yeah. him mentally right now, I don't think he knows how to frame his contributions in yeah. any way to the to the tribe. So we have Brandon at Tribal talking about why he should or shouldn't stay. And then we have... I'm. I'm 
not remembering this correctly, does Emily really say anything? Because she knows she's like at the bottom of, of the totem pole at that tribe. She does call out. She calls out Sabaya and Caleb and she says, okay. and yeah. that's when that's when Sabaya comes back and says, You're, we are You're not a one. thing. You guys are lumping us together. Um, but then it, it then kind of gets over to Hannah, who yeah. just starts to basically say that like she doesn't want to be there anymore. And I think there was just a collective groan from the audience. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it, it, and it one, it took over tribal. And also it was such a weird way to go about it, too, especially with the line. It's like, I mean, I'm kind of forcing you to do it. She's like, I don't have to have or you guys don't have to vote. And she's saying her subtext is like, I can leave and quit anytime I want, but I'm pissed. I would love her spot. All of my friends would love her spot. It is annoying. It's frustrating. And it's just like kind of anticlimactic anytime a quit happens Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, we got all this built up in the drama. We get tribe dynamics, especially with this Lulu tribe. And then it's all like, well, I'm going to force you all to make me leave. Also, you're fucking up so many people's game, which is why Sabaya was so upset. Sabaya was pissed. I, here's my thing. More people stay, way more people stay on the show than quit. Um, Proving that like, you can do it. It is, yes, it's hard. No one's doubting that it's hard. And I also too, like, don't be mean to people online. That's rude. Like if anyone's listening to this podcast, who's like, I want to go be mean or like say crap about (laughs) Hannah online. Like, don't do that. That's rude. And I'm not commenting about her as a person. I think this goes into more of like we talk about how Brandon didn't physically prepare. She clearly didn't mentally prepare. I mean, there has to be some mental um, preparedness that happens that you like you get yourself into a good headspace. She also talks about nicotine withdrawal. Mm -hmm. I've never been a smoker myself, but I know people that do smoke and like it's it's very hard. So, you know, it doesn't sound like she quit very well in advance, um, which is hard. But yeah, to your point, Alejandro, there's just so many people who would love this opportunity. And she took it from someone that's, you know, that's the long and the short of it. Um, uh, And yeah, anticlimactic. Anticlimactic for the first one to be someone who just kind of walks away. Um, Bit of a bummer, but I think we're I think we're going to see more of this dysfunctional tribe next week. And, uh, you know, wish Hannah the best. But I'm like, we got to let's just all move on. Yeah. But none of us had Hannah as our first one out. <laughs> no. I okay, so I was wrong in the last episode when I said we each had one person on a tribe. I don't know where I got that idea, but you both agreed with me, so I'm not taking full blame for that. <laughs> um, but I do want to put I had Hannah as my second out, and my notes oh. on it said I think she leaves really early because we don't have any promo footage of her. So I oh. am patting myself on the back because I called that edit very early. Um, I think it's me nothing, but I saw that in my notes today and wanted to brag about it. Kudos, kudos well, congrats. To yeah. Um, but that does still mean we all have our first boot from our respective tribes that has the first boot. Still has not gone out yet. So I I think we still can get partial credit if our first choice is the first person to leave their tribe. Yeah, Makes we sense. can get all the kudos to each yeah. other as we want. That's sure. <laughs> and I am sad to say Chat GPT was wrong about its prediction of why the first person would be eliminated. I will say if Brandon had been voted out, it would have been correct. So <laughs> um well, Chat GPT predicts the next person voted out of Survivor will be voted out because they have isolated themselves on their tribe. 
Oh, oh. That's, well, there's a good possibility. <laughs> All righty. So we'll leave everyone who's listening now with that little tidbit of little chat GBT. Um, any final thoughts about this season? Anything we're excited about? Any characters or contestants that caught us differently or off guard than our initial reaction before we sign off? I want to see more Bello. I'm I'm interested in the Bello dynamics. I'm excited to see more of them. I'm excited for how they're changing up some of the game styles. I think some fans had a lot of comments on things they wanted to see change, and it seems like some of those things are changing. Like the beware advantage is changing. Their first uh, fire supply challenge is changing. And that's cool. I feel like the last couple seasons, it was a little bit of a script, and I'm excited to see that flipped on its head a bit. Yeah, uh, I'm just excited to see all these players reacting get to play Survivor. They all seem like they're super big fans. I want a big blowout. I love drama on Survivor, so I'm excited to see what will happen. Uh, but again, I am here to, to stand Sabaya. I want to see more of her. I feel like we're going to get more of her because of Lulu's going to get a lot of screen time. Um, and she knows how to talk. Hopefully she'll know how to play this game, and I will stay on her until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> I support you in your standing of Sabaya. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that was this week's episode of Musing Marauders, a Survivor podcast. We drop our episodes weekly, so be sure to subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we cannot wait to chat more Survivor with y'all next week. All righty. Good night, everybody. Bye.